0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. It's Easter morning. The world is reborn. Christ turns it all upside down. Dead people are alive. (laughs) Archetypal old sins are undone. Women become trustworthy. (laughs) Can you believe it? Women become trustworthy eyewitnesses and they preach the gospel as apostles to apostles. Tears are turned into recognition, are turned into proclamation. Where does Christ want to turn your life upside down today? Where does Christ want to bring new birth in your life today? The resurrection is told in the gospel of John by calling upon creation, we see a man and a woman in a garden again. But whereas Eve, a woman in the the story of creation, we're talking Genesis three here, friends, she chatted with a snake in a garden and shared what she heard with a man and the result was death, exile, estrangement, from God and from the tree of life, which was now guarded and blocked by angels. You all remember the story? So today, Mary, a woman, on the first day of new creation, chats in a garden, not with a snake, but with a gardener. The God-man Jesus. And the result was reunion in life. Mary shared this chat with other men. The message is that death has been defeated. Angels don't block the way to life. They sit in an empty tomb testifying about it. The world is reborn. Jesus turns it all inside out, upside down. Dead people are alive. Archetypal old sins, sins that go to the depths of humanity are undone. They're undone. Women become trustworthy. I love that part of this sermon, by the way. Women become trustworthy eyewitnesses, and they proclaim the gospel as an apostle to apostles. Tears are turned into recognition, are turned into proclamation. Where does Christ want to bring new birth, rebirth, new creation in your life today? We have, we've had a year, haven't we? COVID, America's fairly uh, divided. All of us have had personal tragedies. We've spent Lent talking about the issue of racism in our country and what our responsibility is to that. sometimes we hear an Easter sermon and it's a little bit like Christian escapist spiritual bypassing. That now it's Easter and all of a sudden we have to just plug our ears and close our eyes and pretend like things are fine and sing 16 verses of a song that modulates four times. (laughs) That if we just sort of hype ourselves up we can feel some kind of resurrection joy. But This text today from John chapter 20 shows us that true new creation joy, true resurrection life comes through tears, not around them. Alan Dwight Callahan says it like this In the Gospel of John, the tears of a single kneeling, anguished woman summon the presence of the risen Lord. Good Lord. Jesus doesn't appear until Mary Magdalene sheds a tear. Come on. Jesus doesn't appear until Magdalene Mary sheds a tear. So Easter joy, Easter resurrection life, isn't spiritual bypassing. We aren't going around, plugging our ears, closing our eyes, whistling past the graveyard. We are going right through it, staring it in the face, declaring resurrection life in the midst of it. Mary is grieving something sad. Sad things should make us sad. You've heard us say that before. Sad things should make us sad. We're telling the truth about reality. Three times we're told she's crying. Twice in verse 11, once in verse 13, once in verse 15. That's actually four times. I'm learning how to count in real time. (laughs) She's lost the body of somebody she loves. And while Peter and John are running around scared, hiding, we're told that they believe, but they only believe that Jesus is gone. So they only believe what Mary had said to them. They don't understand about the resurrection. They see Jesus is gone and they hightail it out because this is a crime scene. Somebody's stolen a body. This is a capital offense. They just saw the state execute their best friend. And they are hiding because they're scared spitless. But Mary stays, prays weeps, waits, and is met by the resurrected Christ. Notice the tenderness with which the angels and Christ deal with her tears. Why are you crying? What do you want? The gentle, powerful questions are meant to draw Mary not out of her tears. Cheer up, Mary. Sing this song with me. No, they actually encourage her to face and befriend her tears, to go deeper into the sadness so that she can turn and see. We're told twice she turns, the resurrected Lord. New creation ain't scared of sadness and grief. Why are you crying today? What causes you to weep maybe you got in touch during lent with some pain or sadness maybe you just wake up um so i'll just share a little bit about what makes me weep Uh, my dad moved to tennessee last week and i've seen him once in 13 months i didn't get to say goodbye to him and i'm not sure the next time i'll see him Every morning I wake up and my lower back is hurting. Sean Tianhara, holla. My lower back is hurting. And I'm unable to physically play with my kids in the way they want because of the pain that I'm in. Once a week, I think about my mom who died two years ago, at least once a week. And I think of the conversations I wish I'd had with her. multiple times a day, I read another story about how a person of color or a woman is mistreated. Friends of mine, strangers to me, and it overwhelms me. Like I, I, I want to, I was talking to Jeannie this morning. I want to do something, but it feels so far away. Impossible. When the angels, when Jesus says, why are you crying? This isn't a rebuke. Suck it up. It's permission and validation. It's an honoring of the tears. It's as though God through angels and Jesus is saying, let's have a look at your tears. What is it that you don't have that you want? Tell me. new creation resurrection includes our tears and sadness and grief and transforms them births them into a, a witnessing a bearing witness to the risen Christ who meets us in his resurrection power in the midst of that sadness and grief Today, the world is reborn. Jesus turns it all inside out, upside down. Whatever metaphor you want to use, that's what's happening on Easter. Dead people are alive. Archetypal old sins, old stories get retold and flipped upside down. Women become trustworthy. You know that, that, that Jesus entrusts the best news of the world to a singular woman with no other witnesses. And she proclaims the gospel to the gospelers. I know we've been in Lent for a long time. You've heard from Spencer and me and Ben a long time. But we've got some women preachers coming up in a few weeks. We need women to proclaim the gospel to us. Tears are turned. Her tears are turned into Recognition. Do you notice that she, or twice we're told she turns. This is a word of of repentance, but it's not a, uh, why am I crying, that's stupid. It's, there's something birthed in the tears. The tears cleanse and clean out her vision. And she goes and she proclaims, I have seen the Lord. Where does Christ today want to bring new birth for you? Uh, Easter season, we're going to get our bodies uh, in motion. We're going to respond to this good news today with our bodies. One of the things we talked about in our race and repentance time in Lent is how grief, especially in white, northern and western European cultures, how grief just becomes, uh, what's the word, brackish. Brackish grief stacks up stores up in our bodies and we don't have in our culture the broader culture rituals liturgies to release it to get it out to work it out so uh easter season we're going to get in our bodies a bit i mean the charismatics have this down they dance and you know they throw snakes around um (laughs) that's not confirmed i just i've just heard that's true Um, In other church traditions, a black church tradition, there's singing and clapping and dancing. But we like to sit and think. We like to sit and think. (laughs) One more thing about John 20. I'm just like, there's like a 45 minute sermon, but there's so many running, kneeling, turning, weeping. There's such an embodied moment here. in this this resurrection, that their bodies are bursting with movement. And so today we're going to recommit ourselves to our baptismal vows. uh, And I'm going to have you stand. I guess that was a please stand, yes. And you'll notice on page three of your booklet that there are, on, on page three, there's one, two, three, four I do's, And one, two, three—I renounce them. Do you see that? Now, this this could just be an Easter miracle if we can get this. Um, Here's what I want us—I want us to get our bodies involved. So, uh, so for the I do's, go with me here. I want us to stomp once, say "I I do, and then clap. So it's stomp, I do. Try it again. Stomp. I do. Good. Now, uh, for I renounce them, it's just two stomps. So it's boom, boom, I renounce them. Let's try that. Boom, boom, I renounce them. Great. All right? Let's try the I do. Here we go. Stomp. I do. All right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Ready? Here we go. Stomp. I do. So think of the clap as like an exclamation point. All right? And And then for I renounce them, it's stomp, stomp. I renounce them. Great. Y'all ready? We're going to recommit ourselves to our baptismal vows with our voices and our bodies. Through the Paschal Mystery, dear friends, we are buried with Christ by baptism into his death and raised with him to newness of life. I call upon all y'all. Therefore, now that our Lenten Lenten observance is ended to renew the solemn promises and vows of holy baptism by which we once renounced the devil in all his works and promised to serve God faithfully in his one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Remember, I do is stop, I do. <laughs> do you here in the presence of God and the church, renew the solemn promises and vows made at your baptism and commit yourselves to keep them? I do. Oh. Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? I renounce them. Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? I renounce them. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Savior? I do. Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? I do. Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? I do. Okay. Anyone else wishing they had worn different clothing this morning? Let us now reaffirm our faith in the words of the ancient baptismal confession, the Apostles' Creed. Do you believe... And trust in God, the Father Almighty? I do. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe and trust in Jesus Christ? I do. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe and trust in the Holy Spirit? I do. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God. You have built your church upon the foundation of the apostles and the apostles to the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their doctrine that we may be made a holy temple, acceptable to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Amen.